Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Live on SEN Track, welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellas with you for another edition of the show. Great to be in your company, as always, right across the SEN network, tuning into Breakfast with the Kiwis as we are well and truly into spring now. And spring racing is and has been upon us for the last couple of weeks. Butch Castle is with me, as always, on the program, the CEO of Waikato Thoroughbred Racing. Morning, Butch. How's things? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jordan. Yes, spring has certainly sprung. We saw the first of... The Hawks Bay uh, Carnival last weekend and a, and a wonderful uh, Group 1 win for Skew with. So certainly set the scene for spring racing here in New Zealand. We carry on this weekend. And what uh, what have we got this week? It looks like some good variety ahead of us. Yeah, a couple of meetings. One out of Taranaki on Saturday and the Canterbury Bell Stakes meeting out of Rickerton Park. And then Sunday, the end of the jumping season, really. The Great Northern Hurdles and Steeplechase, the Peter Kelly, Bailey's Great Northern Hurdle and the Ben and Ryan Foot Racing Great Northern Steeplechase. So a couple of wonderful contests, particularly the Steeplechase this year with the uh, set weights, if you like, contest, the level weights contest between... West Coast and the Cossack. They've both got 73 kilos. They're two of the better jumpers we've had in New Zealand for a long, long time. And it'll be great to see them going head-to-head over the gruelling test of 6,500 metres here at Tarapa on Sunday. Coming up on the show, we'll have Justin Evans as a guest a little bit later on. Our first guest of the morning, though, with action coming out of New New Plymouth uh, this weekend. Alan Sharrick is with us to uh, talk about his runners. It's a pleasure to welcome Alan Sharrick to the programme. Morning, Alan. How's things? Yeah, you're making a right. G'day, Al here. Look, uh, you're unloading the stable a little bit. Eight runners uh, at New Plymouth. Home track, though, makes sense. And had a bit of rain during the week. Yeah, a little bit overnight, Butch. So I think it might stay around the nine, but it'll still provide a reasonable winter track, probably 13 and a half, 14 for 1,200. So, yeah, I can see it racing pretty well. Right, let's have a look through them. Race one, swing it our way, was really impressive in clearing maidens uh, two starts ago. Just had no luck last time, uh, went for runs that disappeared and uh, was still uh, looking for them as it hit the line. Change of uh, rider up uh, in jock, if you like. Michael McNabb does the riding and uh, looks to have plenty of upside this one. Yeah, only negative, but she's uh, drawn an outside gate with the rail out. So you know how that can play against Horses that probably she's going to have to go back, Butch, from her gate. Um, we'll need a nice ride from Never, but if he can get on the back of the three-wide train, she's trained well. She's the obvious favourite, and everyone saw her last run, so she's a strong each-way play. Mm, she gets uh, track conditions to suit as well. Race two, uh, the old boy Waisaki, uh, he's... Uh... Uh, continuing his preparation, uh, no doubt aimed at uh, a Cups race or a, a much uh, more of a staying race than the 1800. How's he done since his first run? Yeah, done well. Um, he'll need this one as well, Butch, but I'm trying to get his miles up for the New Zealand Cup. That's his first aim. He's getting long in the tooth, but he's low in mileage, and um, if I can get him right on the day, he can still win a nice Cup race for us. But not yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, sure can. 
Not tomorrow. Righto, race three. You've got a couple of first starters uh, here. Apple B with those colours that you've had so much success for, the Waikato stud colours, and Brazen Bell, the one that's come in for plenty of support. Gee, they read the mail, don't they? You've had an article during the week that said your best two uh, were ideal and Brazen Bell, and they've both been shortened uh, right up. How do we separate these two maidens? Yeah, I think the money's right. I think Brazen Bell's a pretty precocious filly. Track conditions won't worry her. She's won a trial, won a jump out, albeit 10 days ago. Um, yeah, I, I think from the gate, she's got to be the hardest one to beat. Wake at her stud, Philly's got a lot of ability, but from her gate, she's going to have to be ridden cold. And if it unfolds, she might pounce late, but um, I think Brazen Bell in that race, Butcher. Always lovely to have uh, Lisa Allpress being able to ride them on a day like this as well. Yeah, strike rates are right at the moment, so long, long may it continue. Righto, race five. Well, again, uh, plenty in the in the press about Just Ask Me. He's been lumped with 63.5 kilos and saying that he's won nearly half a million dollars as a winter handicapper, which is pretty hard to do. But, uh, look, you're claiming uh, off him. Gets him down to uh, still around the 60 kilo mark, but... He's just such a good horse, Al, isn't he? He is, and um, yeah, he won a jump out on a good track the other day, which surprised me immensely, but he, he meant it and charged to the line. Um, notorious with four claimers on him, he doesn't really um, appreciate them or he doesn't try for them, Butch. So, yeah, I, I just don't see just ask me with his weight in it tomorrow with the rail out. He's going to go back in the race and... Um, the best we can hope for really is a midfield position and, and um, hopefully into the Muriel Metric Mile next week. The other one, ladies' man, gee, he was good resuming. You must have been delighted with that. I know the uh, dream's still alive to get him to Melbourne and uh, the way that he hit the line, he, well, he just savaged the line on a distance way short of his best. He's a very good horse, this, isn't he? He is, mate, and um, we've probably got the finished product now, so quite excited about him. Um, Michael sort of text me Michael McNabb six weeks ago he'd love to have a ride on him so we've chosen to give him a ride here if he runs well um, he'd be a strong chance in the Merrill Metric Mile with a lightweight next week so um, once again Butch he's drawn one from the outside rail out he'll go back to the last bird in the field but if he's anything like his jump out last week he'll savage the line um, and I think that's what we'll see tomorrow so both uh, through the Muriel Metric Mile, it makes sense that uh, the Livermore target for um, both of them, the, the last day at Hawke's Bay, 2,040 metres, and on a pathway towards Melbourne maybe for ladies' man, that, that fits into the programme? Yeah, mate, I was hoping to give him one more run up the Muriel Metric Mile, but on revising it, um, there isn't really an opportunity. For him to be a realistic chance in a Melbourne Cup, he's got to run top three or top four in the Livermore, and I think he can. So that's his target race in New Zealand. We've got three weeks from there to the Melbourne Cup. If he's any chance, he'd probably line up on Derby Day in the 2,500-metre race to take the pull out of him for the Cup, and, and hopefully we can get him that way. But um, a bit of water to go under the bridge yet, Butcher. You ever had a Cup runner? No, I should have. And I forgot to do the final acceptance, didn't I, Andrew? You know that quite well. That was a very, very bad night walking up. I nearly wore the carpet out, put your own that. That was lady first. Yeah. So, be nice. We need to bring that up. That was a bit nasty bringing that up, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I knew you'd come up with it, though. Yes. We'll carry on. <laughs> carry on. Right, right, let's go to the next race number six. It's good those owners have stuck with you, though, isn't it? Race oh, I, I thought it was outstanding. I was fully expected to be sacked, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> race number six, Labrazzi, you've taken the claim, four kilos. It'd be fair to say she's been a little disappointing this mare because she's just shown so much early on. Yeah, and, and she maintains her work has been really, really good. Um, young Tristan Moodley, who I think's got a little bit of class, four kilos off, he will be instructed to rev her up and try and get a position in the race. If she can get a position in the race, it wouldn't surprise me if she wins. But um, she has been disappointing. But it hasn't had all favours her last two runs either, Butch. So, um, yeah, I still see her as an each-way play. Righto, the last ideal, this is the one they've come for, 3.30 into 2.80. They've taken the word of the Sheikh El Shirok and the Believers have unloaded. Can they be rewarded? Yeah, I think so. On her run at Tarapa, Butch, it was, it was probably a furlong too short for her. She hit the wire strongly. I think we've found the right race, the right distance, and a rider that knows her. Um, I think she's a strong winning chance on Saturday. Mm, she doesn't need it wet, but she seems to cope, eh? Yeah, she doesn't need it. I think once she gets over ground, you'll find that she'll handle better ground. Um, but, but it won't worry her, the off track. It may improve slightly. I think the weather's supposed to come right tomorrow. We're still getting showers now. So it may yield slightly later in the day because it is supposed to be a fine day tomorrow. Six-year-old mare, you've been extremely patient with her. Black type somewhere out this preparation would be the trick, wouldn't it? Yeah, as soon as she gets black type, she's a valuable mare for, for Mark and Waikato Stud and myself. So, yeah, I just had a quick look before you rung, actually. What's the fielding cup or a race of the like? Um, over, you know, 2,100 metres would be right up her alley. So they're a little bit further along the line. I might be able to find one before a race like that, but uh, that's what we've got to do with her. Mm, big roomy track at Trentham, that Thompson on Labour Weekend, I wouldn't think would be out of her scope either. No, it's another race off the minimum and then into a race like the Fielding Cup. So, yeah, the other two races probably earmarked for her safely through tomorrow. Good on you. What, what's the best of them? What do we uh, pay for the uh, bacon and eggs with? Oh, I can't split Brazen Bell and Ideal. I think they're both strong chances tomorrow, Butcher. Good on you, Al. Thanks for your time and I uh, look forward to catching up. Thanks, Butcher. Alan Sharrick with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. We will take a break. We'll come back on the other side of this and we'll get the latest from Justin Evans. That's next here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. You're listening to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Loveracing.nz, your home of New Zealand thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, profiles and more. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Jordan Canellis here with you and, of course, the expert on the show, the CEO of Waikato Thoroughbred Racing, Butch Castle's with us as always. Our next guest on the program is the race caller at Rickerton Park ahead of this weekend. Justin Evans, black type racing returns this weekend to Rickerton Park and Justin is with us this morning. Morning, Justin, how's things? Yeah, good, thank you, uh, Jordan. Hi to you, hi to Butch, everybody uh, uh, tuning in. Yeah, really looking forward to uh, this pretty big meeting there at uh, Rickerton. Uh, as you say, black type, it's a feature race meeting, Canterbury Bell, time on a race for the Phillies, pretty good undercard as well. So, 
looking forward to the program, although a Canterbury Bell that's probably dominated by just a couple of fillies, the two fillies that uh, clashed uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. Let's have a look at some of these undercard races you speak of, Justin. Martin Collins, New Zealand Cup trial race number four. And I reckon there's a pretty fair animal in this. He showed it last time. He actually showed it in the Winter Cup as well. Prince Albie's his name. He's a good horse. He's a very good horse. Uh, his trainer, Kelvin Tyler, has been afraid of just uh, voicing out uh, this horse as well. Look, I've called him home a fair few times. I called him in his main for win which was just over a year ago. Um, of course, he did venture to Australia there, I think, early uh, last year when uh, the Tyler Camp went over there. He he was OK over there. He, he probably didn't fire as, as well as Kelvin was hoping. But, look, he may get back there, uh, this fellow, because he is uh, a horse uh, who's got uh, plenty of talent. He was excellent last start, uh, winning off a slow pace. He was able to wind up and still win. Oh, look, I think he's the horse to beat. In saying that, uh, Butch... Uh, one for a bit of value in that race is Wannabe in Paris. She's a mere of tip before a few times. She's she's been pretty good to me in the past. I just think she's uh, set up pretty well here. Last start uh, ran third. I think that signal that she might be somewhere back to her best. We know she's a very tough, gritty mare and a race that doesn't have a whole lot of go forward horses. Uh, I think she's a real chance. But in saying that, uh, look, Prince Albie, I think is the best horse in the race and and the horse they have to be. Race number five, the Commodore Hotel. Nice staying race. This sets a few up for later in the carnival. Uh, horses on the way through the grades and prismatics come up. Pretty short favourite. Yeah, probably short enough. I think he's the horse to beat. Uh, probably him and the stable made of both real chances here, Butch. Uh, from Tiago, we know they're flying, aren't they? Winning them all over the place and That'll be the case there at uh, Rickerton. Look, I think it makes sense. Coming off Goodwin at uh, Matamata, he'll be suited uh, getting up to the 2,000 metres. The uh, track's going to be perfect for him. Stable flying and a jockey going great guns in Warren Kennedy. Ticks a lot of boxes. Uh, Laquita's uh, a progressive staying mare, though, in the south, number 12, for Lynn Prenegar. She, she knows what she's uh, doing, of course, uh, with the late Tony. They did a great job. She's continuing that, uh, Lynn. And her number one lady in the saddle there, Kylie Williams. She's um, a stayer on the up. They'll be looking forward to uh, Cup Carnival there in November with her. Uh, the mighty spa, certainly a chance and glorified going well. So five on top for the Butch to be 12-1-4. and four. Right, the next one we'll look at is race seven. The Crawford Developments uh, open. This for the sprinters over the 1,200 metres. And uh, look, Chalar couldn't have been any more impressive than uh, winning, resuming. They've taken the claim with Nakao Haley doing the riding this weekend. But chances won't end there. Amber Echo was really good uh, resuming and has support here as well. Oh, it's a very open race, Butch. And uh, look, I'm just staring away from uh, Chalai. He was yeah, he was good first up. He did what he needed to do. I think the thousand metres fresh really suited him. He jumped. He, he ran. We know that's what he likes to do. He's a freewheeler. He had uh, Opie on there first up. Whether he repeats second up going to 1,200 and what is quite a competitive sprint field, I'm not so sure. Uh, Amber Echo's a, a neat little mare. I've caught her a fair bit. She's only a pint-sized mare, but uh, she's got plenty of tick-up. She was very good running second to him first up. I think she'll be even better second up. Out to 1,200 is a tick. Kylie Williams going on as a tick. Uh, so she's a great chance here. Don't be surprised if Lightning Jack runs a bottler, number one. 1,200 short of his best, but his last two 1,200-meter races, I think he ran second in the, in the stewards, and he ran third to Miss Tycoon Rose at Ash Burton. So he's got a good 1,200 in him, fresh. 
Bit of intent with the blinkers on here. The young girl will be full of uh, confidence. Demby Rose Tate after breaking through for her first win. So she's light on uh, experience, Demby, but uh, confidence rising. And he's a good horse, Lightning Jack. He can run a, a race and same goes for live drama there. So it'll be a competitive race, Butch, on five to be one, two and eight. Yeah, it is, uh, <coughs> shapes up as a really good race. Righto, the feature, the New Zealand Bloodstock, Canterbury, Bell, uh, Stakes. And as you pointed out earlier, it might just be the top two, Illicit Dreams and Viva Vienna, that are pretty hard to handle. Well, they clashed uh, here two weeks ago, didn't they? In the, in the, in the lead-up to this, really, the best form reference, it was 1,000 metres. Viva Vienna held out Illicit Dreams. It was a bit of a tussle there late. They're both similar for least. They're both fast. Uh, they're both full of heart. They both uh, like to keep down and... Uh, and dirty in the last bit, Viva Vienna, I called home at Tarapa earlier in the year, as you know, Butch, and it was a very similar win to what she did uh, two weeks ago. She loves a bit of a scrap. So when you get in a dogfight with her, gee, there's not much of her. You could chuck her in the ute on the way home. She's only little, but she makes up for that with heart. Look, I think she's the horse to beat. She's got the gate. Uh, Sam Weatherly, the stable's flying. I think she'll use the gate to be really hard to beat. Alyssa Dreams, however, I've got plenty of respect for. I think they'll probably Cornella it again. The only thing I would say, Lady Sass, I know speaking to Kylie Williams, she picks a fair bit off here. She's just coming out of a four-horse made it win at Omidu, but I know they think she's got a fair bit of ability. She'll be the one closing late, but uh, whether she can pick them up, I'm not so sure. So, Viva Vienna, Alyssa Dreams, Lady Sass, third in return to fourth, two one five four in the feature. Righto, we better have the last leg of the quaddy sorted before uh, we run out of time. I didn't know where to look here other than there's a couple of pretty progressive horses towards the bottom. Numbers 13, watch out, and 15, naughty but nice. Yeah, look, those two you've mentioned there, they are the two I'm worth. As you say, it's a typical last race at Rickett, isn't it? A ton of chances compared to the form all over the place, but I think they're the right two, Butch. She's a good mare, watch out. She's a good mare. She hasn't done anything wrong, and that start, last start second, she ran into a good one there called It's Business Time. It'll be a strong rating race that they went good time. There were good margins, just had a good form feel about it. And look, she's a mare with plenty of talent. And Naughty But Nice hasn't done anything wrong either. They've got very similar records, these two. And she trialled up beautifully uh, for Jamie Bullard and, and Kylie Williams um, sticking with her. So, yeah, that'd be the way to go, I think, in what is a competitive race. Uh, quick one in race nine that we haven't mentioned. My bet of the day there, Butch Arion. Very keen on him. I think he's about $5 at this stage. He's a cracking each way bet. Race nine, uh, number two. Uh, best bet of the day for me at Rickerton. Oh, goodness me. That makes the quite easy. Couple in the last, one in the ninth, three in the Phillies race. We better take the field in the sprint. We should all be <laughs> just singing ragtime on that, Justin. Thanks for uh, your time. Good luck. Eh? Fingers crossed, mate. It's never, it's never always that uh, played sailing, but we'll see how we get on. Good man. Thanks for your time. Appreciate going through uh, what is a really good day's racing at uh, Rickerton Park, and I know you'll enjoy your time in the commentary box. Cheers. Good on you, boys. Thank you. Justin Evans with us here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Always great to have the uh, Rickerton Race Park or the Rickerton Park Race Caller with us on the program, whoever that may be, and great to have Justin on this week. Uh, Butch, ahead of this weekend's um, slate of racing, have you got any uh, any keen tips for us for the listeners out there? Yeah, really keen on Allen's in the last uh, New Plymouth Ideal. I think uh, the money's come for it, three thirty into two eighty. I don't think that'll be where it finishes. I think it'll start shorter than that. It's a pretty good mare, and uh, he's been. Uh, 
set. Uh, she's been set for uh, black type racing on the back of this. Uh, out of Rickerton Park, as Justin said, some wonderful racing. He's very keen on race nine, number two, Ear Yon. So I can't uh, see any reason to go again him. And here at uh, Tarapa on Sunday, as I said, the features of the jumping year, the Great Northern Hurdles and Steeplechase. And uh, in the Ben and Ryan foot, Great Northern Steeplechase, the square off between the Cossack and West Coast should be well worth watching. 3.18 New Zealand time, Sunday afternoon. Plenty of your Australian listeners know the Cossack and will have heard how good West Coast is at the jumping caper as well. So tune in and watch what should be a stirring contest. Absolutely. Butch, a pleasure as always, and we'll catch up again next week. Good man. Butch Castles, the CEO of Waikato Thoroughbred Racing on Breakfast with the Kiwis, as always. You can podcast the show, head to sen.com.au. Check us out on the NZTR uh, channels as well. The website, it's all there for you. And we'll uh, meet up again, same place, same time next week here on Breakfast with the Kiwis. Enjoy the weekend of racing right around New Zealand. Catch you then.